0: Seems like they have been wasted, eh?
1: <laughs> Just goes on to show. Till i to Yes, always depressed. There's no life in way. Hi there and welcome to another episode of On Air with Anthony. This week we are looking at our mental health. It's okay not to be okay today i'm joined by miss alicia edwards she has been a mental health advocate and a representative of the jamaica mental health advocacy network for two years which is absolutely amazing she first got into mental health when her brother died by suicide after which she started to experience said mental health issues such as depression and anxiety let us welcome miss edwards to on air hi Hi Miss Edwards how are you doing?
0: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Uh, no problem. It is my pleasure having you. How are <laughs> you doing? How have you how, how have you been managing the lockdown, the covid? What's going on?
0: Oh lord. Um every time someone asks me that, I'd say I'm as good as I can be in the year 2020. <laughs> that's
1: And that's the spirit. That's definitely the spirit. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um trotting back into mental health you know this is a big thing and especially in a culture where the culture that we grew up in it's not something that is really discussed a lot neither is it something that is seen as normal so take me back into what led you into being an advocate and how have your experience really managed you, um, managed to get you on track in terms of, okay, I acknowledge that based on whatever situation I was in, it causes me to be like this or manage situations this way. Just take me back.
0: Right, okay, so I first got into advocacy when, you know, as you mentioned before, my older brother died by suicide. So, um, that is uh, level of pain that i've never felt before mm-hmm. and so i was like i like i don't want anybody to experience this because you know and then i re- I realize it's not talked about as much so i want it to be that you know i'm a strong believer in be the change that you want to see in the world definitely so i mean it, um it didn't happen overnight but like over time I'm like you know there's something I can do as small as I am I feel like you know I can make an impact wh- where that's concerned so that's how I got into it
1: Okay awesome um a lot of people when they look at mental illness um they want to understand is um what are the main causes of depression
0: depression okay it can be a number of things um it could be childhood trauma it could be you know you don't really express your feelings you just suppress them it could be pregnancy it could be a whole bunch of things really
1: okay um in regards to Depression. How can I? Um, because I. Well, for me, I didn't know that depression would have been considered as a form of um, mental illness. How? Men, um, what type is there? Like a number of different um, types of, of mental illness. You would put it, or is it oh, just yeah. okay? Yeah, um,
0: there there are different types of mental
1: illnesses.
0: Mm-hmm. So you have. You have depression, right? You have, and you have um, depression that you have. Become depression is like the broad term, right? And then you have clinical depression. You have postpartum depression. You know the different types, right? And anxiety—that's just the same. You can have generalized anxiety disorder. You can have social anxiety, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's really a spectrum.
1: Alright. Um, how would I be able to identify if somebody I know has or is experiencing any form of depression?
0: Okay, so, let me tell you what it was like for me. Um, you know, when we hear depression, we think that the person is just sad all the time. Sad, like physically, like you can see it on your face.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're, with- they're withdrawn. They're not really talking to anybody. They're not going out as much. And those can be signs for sure. But in my case, with my brother, it was like the total opposite. He was, you know, going out more, talking to everybody. So I'll say... A drastic change in behavior mm-hmm. can definitely be a sign of depression for sure
1: okay um, I somewhat would probably say I would have experienced those symptoms particularly because at some point um, I am not so deeply rooted in terms of how I deal with pain or experiences of anything that probably would have affected me is entirely different. Because for me, I I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I tend to I joke a lot, especially when I'm going through things. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's somewhat my coping mechanism. I am not a type of person i don't cry and it's not that because we're grown in the mentality well you know in jamaica they say men are not supposed to cry Oh yeah that is not really it, yeah. it i just i don't know i've always been that type of person where i'm not led to i don't know i just don't cry and my fear is
0: yeah, so you the joke itself. yes
1: So at some point i think that and it worries me i was just talking to my friend about this last night I think at some point I might get to a place where I'm just going to have a mental breakdown one day and Mm. I'm wondering what's going on but I think it's everything that is bottled up and not to say that I haven't really solved some of these problems but I just think that because I haven't cried because they say crying is a form of expression I don't know if you ought to cry when you solve a problem but you know <laughs> right. so I'm like okay okay is it bec- did, did I solve it because I didn't cry or do I need to cry to prove to myself that I have fixed this and I have moved past this because um back on my first episode of my podcast I spoke I gave my experience about being raped Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. Um, And that was the first thing that I spoke on on my podcast, the very first episode. And I spoke, I've never spoken about it before, apart from when it happened and I had to deal with it at that time. But it took me Mm -hmm. a couple years to get over, over that and occasionally... You know, there are slight things that would happen and would slightly trigger the the, the memory. But it doesn't really say... It takes me back to a place where I automatically break down. I don't. It just reminds me of the situation or something that makes me uncomfortable and makes me feel as if I'm going back into that situation, which I think would have been PTSD, which is post-traumatic disorder. Yes. Right, yeah. So that is something that I definitely somewhat can speak to but i'm yet to wonder if it is that do i need to cry do you is it a thing that do i need to cry in order to say okay i've gotten <laughs> over something
0: good question i would say no because uh yeah a 100 it's healthy to cry but i don't think you should be like, okay, I cried, so that means that I'm good, I let it out. No, because you can express your feelings in different ways. Right. Healthy ways, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it doesn't It doesn't always have to be crying.
1: And for me, another coping mechanism is um making others happy. Oh, you
0: you mm-hmm. had mentioned joking. Mm-hmm. I just want to touch on that because I feel like Jamaica as a whole, because we love gimmicks. Yes. I think it's very normalized in our culture mm-hmm. to just, you know, laugh it off and make jokes about things. Right. Which is not really a healthy coping mechanism. So, I mean, I'll always encourage therapy.
1: I did, um, actually. Encourage... I did do therapy.
0: Ah, that's
1: great. Yes, I did. I did. I did do therapy and
0: that's good
1: however it took me a couple years to do it i don't know why i did and the funny thing about it is it wasn't like i didn't have that at my fingertips because Mm. i had a friend who was a psychologist it was the entire episode of everything that happened there were persons there that were able to assist me but i think at some point i just thought that i was okay yeah. It happened, you know. You're like, okay, it happened, you know, or or thinking it don't my ready, yeah. it don't matter, ready. So just yeah, move on. So it go. <laughs> yeah, so it go and yeah. that's that. So I feel as if I I did that to myself. I really did that to myself, and at this point, I will not be able to recover from that. You know, I'm like, okay, it don't happen, and nothing about that mm-hmm. will change so i am yet to get to that place where i've convinced myself i have convinced myself because one acceptance is the first thing of anything you have to heal from acceptance yeah that's the first step it happened
0: yes yeah, it happened
1: because a lot of us go through life and we don't look on to what we've experienced and say okay this has happened however um I have to It take. doesn't have to define you. Yes, it does not have. And, and, and that was yeah. one of the things I spoke about. I said, our traumas are not the definition of who we are. It doesn't define yeah. us. And at some point in our lives, we have to determine whether or not we want to take every effort to ensure that our mental health is in check. Because I think it damaged relationships for me with people. We, you know, it was it damaged a lot of things. And I think it changed how I looked at people, too. Even if you're being so nice to me, I am like... You know, you're so skeptical. You're like, um... Uh-uh. Something is wrong. Yeah, like <laughs> what is all of, Yeah. What is all? You know? So it, 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 it there's so much taken into consideration. And then you're looking and you're like, oh, my God. What is wrong with me? What is going on with me? So it, it is very important that we normalize... The the mental illness. We normalize that. Don't let somebody feel as if it is you you having a mental problem. It doesn't mean you're mad. Because when Jamaican people are about mental illness, oh man. Mad, mad people Tell come to their mind. <laughs> Bellevue mad. Yeah, and yeah. They, you have to be they, on the street. Yes. Like
0: all of that.
1: Yes. So them things that is mad, mental mad, are you gone and you not coming back? You understand Yeah, you know, and just have that love. Yeah, yeah, and you have a walk naked on road, mm-hmm. and you have to eat out a rubbish. Yep. That's the concept that comes to their mind. And I think we ought to get to that place where we can break the cycle of that type of thinking. Because many of our young men and women, particularly our young men, are being targeted with issues that a lot of them are going through in their homes, in their communities, at school, and they don't have an avenue to which they can unload all of this the problems that they're having and and then they're made to feel bad you know and on top of that having to struggle with hypermasculinity, <laughs> you have Phew. to yes proving <laughs> that this hypermasculinity type of concept and trait that okay if you if you cry you're not a man and if you go if you see a, uh-huh. if you see a shrink you're mad you understand me if you see a psychologist you're mad yeah, we have to find a way in which we can change that. Working with um, working with the uh, Jamaican Mental Health Advocacy Network, how have they channel or transition or how have they set the pace to change this type of narrative?
0: Oh yeah, so we we do a number of campaigns per year. Mm-hmm. Um, last year we, when it was International. Men's Day, right? There was an event. There was that event, and it was just strictly for men. Mm-hmm. Where psychologists would come in and they would talk, and you know, so it would be there like a the safe space because men don't really have that.
1: No, we don't.
0: Yeah, so that was just one of the main things I'm proud of that we did. Mm-hmm. And was how was event. it received?
1: How was it received? How did the men react to being there, participating in the, the event?
0: Oh, yeah, the room was packed. Um, so, the men received it well. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. They were really happy that, you know, they got their space to, like, address their problems and stuff.
1: Okay. And what were and some of the concerns they had?
0: Uh, it was really about, like, how do you, as a Jamaican man, like, say... You know, you want to get to therapy and you don't feel that shame because I feel like everybody has that shame when it comes on to therapy and mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, me I'm not gonna like, At first when I um I was going to therapy, I did feel some sort of shame. But, you know, I just had to work through that. I know that it's going to be for my my own good. Right. So it is a work in progress. I'm not going to say it therapy and all of that is easy because you placing yourself looking in the mirror and seeing all your, your demons, that's not nice. It's not fun. Right. But, you know, if we want to grow and be healthy inside out, you know.
1: You need to take, yeah. and I think we have to get to that place where, as I said, it's normalized and more more workshops are done to facilitate men especially in the rural the, the rurals or what we call well people call them the inner city we want to mm-hmm. we, we, i think we need to do some work in those areas these young boys because a lot of them have experienced trauma many of them have witnessed men, men.
0: at such a young age
1: yes men dying it's before not them normal yes yeah. They've experienced this countless amount of times. So how can how do you think that going forward um we can get more involved? How is it that you think we can do more for or men? Or men and or male or men like the kids. Or men? A, a meaning speaking entirely for like the, the entire man okay group. okay yeah. yeah yeah but not just men. Um, as in men and women so let me just put it that way because i don't want to feel as if we're excluding women but you know <laughs> yes oh no
0: um be- because if we're being 100% honest men do like women will but men there's just this guard up so that's really why i'm focused on men's mental health because Men don't like to address their issues. Okay. <laughs> but But um, as it relates to little boys, um, I was thinking that... Like, you know how we usually have PE? Right. Physical education. Right, right. I'm like, why don't we know that ex- physical activity, exercise is very important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But why weren't we taught in schools how important mental health is? Because... Once that is off, everything else is
1: off. Um so, so have they tried. Yeah, go ahead. Have they tried to work with schools to have this added to the curriculum?
0: Uh no. No. The most they'll do in schools is like, you know, you have a psychologist come to you or um and I don't even think that's popular. I think it's really the guidance counselor just you know, and I don't really think it's that beneficial. Right. Um, but I can really see where a mental health class would help. Because if I knew the basic signs of depression from a young age, I feel like the world would be totally different.
1: That is true. Um, well, I think going forward, I, can, I, sh- I think I can recommend that. Seeing that you're on the battleground, I'd suggest that you try... It would be very beautiful and I think this would be a milestone achievement if we can because we know most high schools most institutions have guidance counselors but I mean how well are programs um, introduced into the education system to speak on the importance of mental health cherishing your mental health and also being able to not criticize others from having right, 90, right. so, okay. right. so these things yeah, we want to, be to okay. yeah so having a program or speaking and i think i charge you with this i'm gonna charge you with it because i know sometimes the best policies and initiatives sometimes comes from the the the, the women we have taking lead in most organizations so i'm gonna leave this one to you because i'm not there where i can do that but i think that would be an excellent thing to add it to curriculums and to try to do better for our boys and our girls because it all starts from a younger age
0: definitely yeah
1: so we want to break that cycle from a way younger age in regards to your personal experience though um have you ever been like in a relationship where like your partner experienced that how or if you if you have how did you deal with that because I think when it comes down to, um, like, yeah. baggages, those are traumas, too.
0: Yeah. So you're asking, um, if a partner of mine, like...
1: Let me rephrase the question, yeah. because I want to be very yeah. clear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever dated someone who has experienced any form of probably mental illness, like a depression, PTSD, etc.?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um so it was it was depression, anxiety and ADHD.
1: Wow. And how did you manage that?
0: Um I didn't. I mean at the time Mm -hmm. at the time I wasn't as educated about mental health. Right. And It really manifested to be like a whole lot of toxicity. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I'm here. I'm unaware. I don't know how to deal with these things. And then this person is coming with all of that baggage that I don't know how to manage. Because I don't don't know anything about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, that that was difficult. For sure. It was. Because I think in most cases, too, I have experienced that. Where i'm dealing with uh okay we're we're dating or we're in a relationship but i'm still constantly dealing with things that have happened to you in the past and right you know it shows up sometimes in your reaction the way you speak and all those other things and i'm like okay um am i supposed to sit down and deal with all of this
0: <laughs> um, yeah which is so important
1: yeah. for people to be and happy I am, and okay within themselves exactly first. but then another part of me is like you know what it is like to experience something like this I think the worst feeling is having somebody give up on you mm. but the worst feeling of all is when you give up on yourself so you know I want to I was able to rather um understand try to understand talk to me what's going on and Mm -hmm. it leads back to communication too we have to communicate and bring our issues to the forefront start talking about them start normalizing those type of conversation start making those conversations something that we talk about in the initial stage of dating courting whatever you want to put it as because yeah when you do all of this you take up somebody who has all of this history all of this baggage thinking that okay you're moving into your your happily ever after stage but yet still even in the midst of all of that you're still experiencing the pain that they have felt from whatever have happened in the past who gave who cheated on them who abused them Mm -hmm. and you know the slightest thing too sometimes reminds them of these type of things so you have to figure out what triggers these type of whether it's an anxiety, these type of reactions. Right. So it's good to study people and understand the core basic stuff of what can cause them to lose themselves or feel as if they're being put back into a situation that's going to make them highly uncomfortable. Right. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. um,
0: it's, it's, it's good to, you know... Support your partner and know their illnesses, what triggers them, etc. However, don't play a hero and be a person's therapist. Because that's, that's a whole lot of pressure on one person. Right. So, yeah, be supportive and be loving and, you know, but still encourage a professional. Because that will drain you as their partner.
1: Yeah. Um. And, and during my time... um. Talking to my psychologist, we went through ways in which we can improve a more mental well-being. We spoke about the dietary aspect, you know, eating healthy, nourish your mind and body, Mm -hmm. that's very important. Sleeping is vital too. And she also mentioned being outdoors give yourself there's a strong evidence to suggest that you've combined a mixture of sound smell i didn't even know that it was that serious um yeah yes, to stimulate your senses and all of that so we we looked at those things and she said for some people they enjoyed gardening and for some people they enjoyed fishing so there are different ways in which your therapy for me it is cooking i love to cook love to cook
0: oh nice
1: yes i love to cook so when it comes on to my form of therapy cooking is the ideal thing for me i will try everything i, I refuse nothing that is able to be That's constant good. yes so an exercise. Has, has the coping mechanism. yes it is it is i yeah. don't I, if i drink i'm a social drinker i don't smoke so mm. you understand me so those types of thing i i try to use methods in which i know exercise for me is another some people i know use that as a method to channel their energy yeah 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 that was mine and you know another thing we looked at is i remember um asking her the question if i feel low at times do i need to revisit my therapist and i remember she said that most people feel comfortable confining in a close friend or family member in the first instance often simply mm-hmm. yeah, often simply talking about it help and i'm saying we need to normalize a conversation and not just a conversation where the person is talking because many of us talk to people but we don't feel as if they're listening there's a, And that you know True. there's a big difference yeah. between hearing and listening and even though sometimes 100%. yes and even though sometimes you may not know what to say to us or what to say to the person because I've experienced that where I don't know what to say to you, but I am listening and I'm giving you my undivided attention.
0: Mm-hmm. So just to know that you're you're you care enough to listen. Yeah. And support. But, yeah. What,
1: but what was also vital, she indicated to me that if it begins to affect my normal everyday life, I need to speak to a practitioner that can walk me through and support me in whatever way necessary so for those of you who are listening if you realize that you don't feel like your normal self you know don't feel bad about that definitely don't feel bad about that find somebody you can talk to confide in somebody and you know it's so difficult to really say you're gonna confide in somebody because you know yeah. we're in the era where we say um, people chat too much and and go to road with my business and but i'm sure <laughs> there isn't yeah. one yeah you know it, it's a reality of things and I, I, what's so bad is that a lot of us really we talk but we don't really look at the reality and it is the reality we're so I'm scared we're so scared to share ourselves and even with people even family sometimes it's so difficult to really be hundred percent open, untainted, unfiltered with them because the fear of being judged is so eminent.
0: Yeah, that's why I feel like a lot of people just sit with their emotions, and because you know they they don't want to be invalidated and judged like that.
1: Yeah, and it, it the feeling of being judged. But then you know it's so strange when I spoke on my the whole rape situation. When I tell you that. It took me years of getting to that stage to talk about it. It took me uh-huh. years. But when I spoke about it for the first time, I broke down in during the recording session for that. But I wasn't oh, crying. I wasn't crying because it... You were sad. I was sad. You weren't crying yeah, because, because you were sad. No. Yeah. I, I, no. I cried because... I realized that after all of this I overcome I moved past it and talking about it for me when I when I look back on the feedback on how many persons got back to me telling me you know I experienced this similar thing and people sharing their different experiences there was this particular girl and she sent me a two paragraph she sent me an email she asked if, if she will if she could have sent me an email and she sent me an email And she broke down and she said, I was raped at this particular age. I never got counseling for it. I always thought that I could have been and should have been okay. And when I heard you share what you went through, it really, I legit broke down. And I said, okay, I'm not going to read the email. I'm not going to continue reading the email. I sent her my number and I said, give me a call. This is somebody I've never met. I only met her because... Of the situation or the circumstances and we we spoke and she she cried on the phone just telling me everything and I, I sat there and I listened and I you know she said nobody ever took the opportunity to really listen because she was raped by a family member I and mean, when she said it they said she was lying So, you know, all of that. Yes. And let me tell you, when you confide, especially when people that you think would have protected you didn't, especially as a child, the trauma from that is even more severe because these were people you thought would have been in your corner and would have understood. But instead, they didn't. They rejected you. They annihilated you and they made you feel as if this was your fault. And And that's the thing for people. We need to stop allowing people to feel as if when something happened to them, it's it's your fault why you feel depressed. No. I don't think nobody oh, sit, yeah. down, sit down and ask. Nobody yeah, ask. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nobody's nobody going to choose that. No, no Who wants to sit down and feel depressed. But it's something that, if not, you know, there are stages to depression. And each of us go through some small stages. There are days when you don't feel yourself. There are days you get up. You don't feel like you want to come out of your house. So you don't feel like you're to and talking to nobody. You don't want to see nobody. You just want to bed, eat, and go back into your bed.
0: Right.
1: You understand me? There are days for some people, they take a hiatus from social media, cleansing themselves of that. That's me. Yeah. So <laughs> you understand <laughs> <me>? <laughs> Yes. Because let me tell you, social media can make or break you. And so funny enough, it does a lot of breaking than how it does a lot of making. Because it gives us this... Yeah, it can be draining. Yes, it can be draining. Like, for example... Twitter, Twitter for me is very entertaining. But on the other hand, for me, it is a center of bullying. Mm. Yeah. So many, I watch so many situations go down and everybody's so opinionated. And, you know, we think we have the right to tell people that, okay, being fat or we say, okay, um, there's nothing wrong with me. In fact, there's something with me. In fact, we think we must tell the person, or oh, you need to look this specific way. You need to sound this specific way. And yeah, all of that's these, also be there in a the hole. Yes, and all of these things, and then it would paint. People tend to paint this image, this facade that okay, this is what you need to be, and you need to reflect this. And if you don't reflect this type of life, this is not happening for you. Yeah,
0: so, I think um, what people need to what people need to remember is that social media is often a highlight reel.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're seeing the best. You're seeing the best of everybody. The best so, of everybody. It's just like
0: yeah, a that's I a climax. Yes.
1: People,
0: yeah, don't compare yourself to to the highlight reel, because yeah, I always encourage people not to.
1: Yes. And you know, we talk about depression and we we, we look at suicide is the next big thing. Um Okay, come awesome.
0: on. Before you get into that, I just want to address one thing that you said earlier with the girl that emailed you. Yeah, man. Um, when she said that, you know, it's been so long, so she should be okay by now. hmm I feel like a lot of people feel that way when you've been carrying trauma for a long time. Right. Sometimes you don't even remember it's there until, you know, something triggers. Yeah. So it's very important to, you know, start some type of healing process. Mm-hmm. Ca- you don't have to carry that around all the time because I can't imagine how heavy
1: that. Can Listen, be. it is. It should be heavy. I can just imagine because for me, I did the very yeah. same thing. I didn't speak about it. I didn't acknowledge it. I didn't cry. And there was nothing about it that I wanted to have anything. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. The concept, the idea, the experience—nothing. And then, yeah,
0: because I mean. You can want to forget, you know, but the nervous system doesn't it does really, forget it doesn't, it
1: doesn't, it doesn't yeah. give you that. It doesn't give you that. So right. you know, I look back and I'm like, all right, Anthony, this damaged, like after it affected me and I reacted to it in different ways. And I realized I lost somebody that I really loved, particularly because of that. Mm-hmm. It, it really led me to get the help that I needed. And after that, even though I lost something in the process, Mm -hmm. the end result is beautiful. And that's why I said to someone the other day, certain situations, life happens and so does dealing with things. But once you deal with it, even if you lose things, shed things, shed, shed skin, you shed hair. And when you lose those, you know what it does? It provides, it, it gives, it, there's room for fresh growth. So if we lose these things, <laughs> yes. Yeah, man, you have to look at it that way. We shed dead yeah. skin and we shed dead hair. And when you lose that, it doesn't mean you're ball. No, it means that what? New growth is taking place. So we need to allow ourselves to heal in order to have new growth. So they always say hurt people hurt people
0: yeah
1: and as much as i believe that is a thing i want to say that hurt people remain hurt in situations where they don't seek help so therefore the results end up being the said same But very true yes because most people for example a relationship and that's why i I always like to use relationships as reference because it is something that happens often and every day we leave Mm -hmm. relationships and we don't close them we don't believe in closure if you notice I, i don't know if it's a jamaican culture but
0: listen
1: yes we leave relationships and we don't know why we left we just um you just left me i'm mean, gonna I know why you left me i may mean, wonder okay
0: yeah and then we just gone to the next one you,
1: you know what happened? you, know? you move yeah. on to the next person with the very said issue that caused know. you to leave And <laughs> uh, you don't know exactly so i'm saying we need to get to that place where we can acknowledge and and i said this too acknowledge one you can be toxic just as our people can be toxic because a lot of us don't acknowledge our toxicity
0: yeah, I mean, we, we all have some toxic yeah, traits exactly. that we need to
1: work on, and some of those toxic traits leads are comes or stems from or past traumatic experiences that we hold on to. Said same, and then those th- those, mm-hmm. those things end up coming out into somebody. Somebody's trying to love you, but you you can't even allow them to love you because of all that you've been through. And I can right. and I can tell that I I watch somebody that wanted to love me wanted to give me a life wanted to build a life with me a life of happiness and a life of this and a life of that but i just could not Mm -hmm. i couldn't do it i couldn't get to that place because i had all of this crap holding on to and i ended up losing this person and then i'm like Mm -hmm. okay at this point in your life are you going to allow the next person that comes if that person ever comes you understand me you're going to allow all of this to damage what what's to come So I'm saying people who are listening, don't allow yourself, don't hold on to these things. Seek help. It doesn't matter how long it was. It doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes the smallest things, if you know, you know, sometimes the smallest things cause the biggest dent in our lives
0: yeah yes the
1: smallest things it's just like an egg you look at an egg and you make one simple crack in that egg and don't be surprised you know it's just like a glass too a small (laughs) little smudge on the glass and everything shatters it just need one place where it impacts and that's why i'm saying we need to take the time to appreciate mental health and appreciating people who take the opportunity to help us like psychiatrists we need to appreciate these people and also reach out to them in a situation where we don't feel like ourselves don't let that be a thing that you're in a position in your life and it hinders growth it hinders you going into that job that you want moving into that phase of your life that you can absolutely live a life of contentment every day is not perfect you know and i want people to understand that every day is not perfect mm-hmm. because people think that you every day in life should be perfect and i, and I re- even know like this year i had so many plans and when i say i was depressed for half of this year believe me i was depressed because nothing that i oh, did yeah. nothing that i did seemed right nothing was working all the plans that i had were shattered and no matter how much different i had planned abc and all of them didn't work and then you know what yeah, I did? you and a million other people <laughs> Exactly. Because I
0: feel like the mental health challenges really sparked this year along this, with
1: COVID. Yes, it did. And I looked at, like I was looking at the statistics earlier today before I, I came on. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. There was, and, and kids too, a lot of kids started experiencing and also they become they became much more vocal about it. So I'm looking at it, especially for kids that are not able to express themselves and, you know, speak or have anybody yeah. that they can speak to. It's so sad. It is very sad.
0: So, and in Jamaica, I think yes. that there were like three or four kids committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. And not all of them are even in the news. So I'm pretty sure it's...
1: there more, yeah. I don't know. We need to get to that place. And I'm praying and I'm hoping that we can get to that place where we foster. Foster. The importance of mental health, like it is something that we underestimate. You know, man of a cry. I, I don't know. It, the culture yes. is just so bitter. It's beautiful, but yeah. it's bitter. We we have a beautiful side to our culture, but it's just so bitter. It is bitter.
0: Um, I, I want to encourage parents to parents, especially to young boys, mm-hmm. that you know, validate them, tell them it's okay to. It's okay to cry. It's okay to express your feeling. Not because you're a boy. You're not human. Right. You know, so it have to start in the home. Because it won't be normalized. It won't be normalized elsewhere if it's not normalized in the home first.
1: Yes. So, you know, we want to get to that place. And I'm, I'm really passionate about it. Because I, I, I tell people you'll never know how to speak on something until you speak from experience because an experience mm-hmm. like yes because i know for you for me we've known we've witnessed what it can do and we know its, it's power and it's it's around yeah. it's around us many of us choose to see it and ignore but it is so evident it is so evident around us and we have to say to ourselves something is wrong I need to figure what it is. I need to step back from all the distractions. Because at the end of the day, I did, like I for me, I did so much. And after doing all of that, it was still there. It went nowhere. Mm -hmm. It went nowhere. So in conclusion, what what would be your advice to persons out there who are experiencing this and don't know how to manage it?
0: Um, I would say if, if you're, if you see that you're consistently in this mood for say two to three weeks consistently, go seek help. And uh, it's not easy. As I've said earlier, it's not easy, but it's much better than sitting there and carrying this baggage and carrying this weight that you, you really don't need to. So I would definitely say that, um journaling helps to just get your feeling out there journaling meditating which will take some practice like the habit of getting into it is not easy at all but it's definitely beneficial you can't go wrong with exercising and getting some sunlight and talk communicate
1: yes talk about
0: your feelings yes um it's good to have a support system one Mm -hmm. that you can trust Mm -hmm. Yeah, Definitely. and don't confuse don't confuse your support system with professional help because you still need
1: that. Yes, you do. Um,
0: your, your friends can really only help you from their experience
1: or that is their
0: level
1: of wisdom. Yeah, yeah, and from my just for me to close, I think what mental health needs is more sunlight, more candor, more unashamed conversations. You know, just to get people out of that place that it's more not feeling negative about it but accepting and being able to work on it mental health is not a destination it is a process and we have to understand that it's about your drive and it's, it's not about the drive you know it's about where you're going and how you plan to get there fixing the problem you have to take you have to take the power back you have to take the power back you cannot You cannot allow yourself to be dragged away by this thing. It's so serious. We underestimate the power of it. But once it overcomes you, sometimes there's no coming back. So we have to get to that place. Just because no one else can heal you or do the inner work for you does not mean you should or need to do it alone. And we have to get to that place. So for all my listeners, I must say, I appreciate the patronage as per usual. And Miss Edward, I thank you so, so much for joining me today. It was a beautiful conversation and I do look forward to an even more extensive conversation that I can definitely have you along with someone else from the jamaica mental health um, advocacy network uh-huh. that can be right. uh, yes that can together we can broaden the prospects and the conversation and definitely involve ourselves more with our community and what it is i would love to to also i will speak to you off here definitely about this i want us to be able to develop some form of communication strategy i want to be able to give that back out to the community where we can be more informative on you know our different social media platforms through different little projects and programs whilst we're able to definitely um so yeah i'm looking forward to that but i thank you and oh yeah it was a pleasure yes 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 And and i do hope you stay safe and to all my listeners as i always tell you whatever you wherever you are Whatever you do, just continue being, doing, and becoming.